and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello and welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod and tonight we are talking about the biggest party of the summer. We're not talking about Alan and Lucas 30th. We are talking about, <laughs> we are talking about SummerSlam. Yes, Alan's having a house party. Everyone that listens to this show, you're invited. <laughs> details to follow. Yeah, details to follow. We will give out his personal home address after this. Right after we give out Dave's. Indeed you will not. So yeah, we're going to be talking about SummerSlam. We're going to be doing it a wee bit differently tonight. I've asked all four members of the panel to pick one match they want to talk about and then in the second half the three biggest matches we didn't pick we'll talk about them and then just give a quick predictions to finish us off so let's meet the panel first up is a man who's had more heel turns than Kane, Big Show and Alicia Fox combined it's James Murphy Hiya How you doing? Absolutely great, how are you? I'm smashing <laughs> Next to him is an absolute bastard because despite having a flat for nearly a month no one from the podcast, be it historic leanings or of the Roscoe persuasion, has been invited. It's that flat, uninviting bastard, David. <laughs> How you doing, Ross? I'm rather annoyed. <laughs> I'm just getting the last few finishing touches in place. And besides, my flat doesn't even have Wi-Fi yet, so it's... We don't need Wi-Fi. Talk to people. <laughs> ah, you make a good point, actually. Yeah, I will just... bring CDs. I've got Will Smith's Switch on, on single. All right. My, Get jiggy with it. Uh, I have the Shrek soundtrack. I need iPod speakers, though, if you're going to be plugging iPhones or iPods or whatever you use nowadays. <laughs> Dave's house party details to follow later in the show. <laughs> Next to him is a man so white he makes Seamus look like Titus O'Neil in comparison. <laughs> Wearing Factor 1000 and looking raging at that joke. <laughs> it's Stephen Wilson. I couldn't tell if you were talking to me or Scott for a minute there. <laughs> no, I no. I realise it. Factor 1000, yeah, that's, that's, that's me being, that's you being kind, I think yes. it's fair to say. I'm, I'm feeling burnt as it is. Just, just, not, just, not just the sound of the jokes. You've killed Dave. <laughs> I do apologise, Dave. <laughs> and last up, a man here simply for the fact of nepotism. Yay! Much like Stephen McMahon, it's Scott McLeod. <laughs> I'm at least Shane McMahon, at the very least. Yes, I have some have you been, punch. Have you been hanging about with David Campbell? With <laughs> vocabulary like that? <laughs> My dear friend David has rubbed off on me. I miss you, David. What are you doing in your personal life for us? We're not going to be rubbing off one. Especially Randy Orton. And also Quacko's here, but who cares? Historic prick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, should we get started? So, Microphone one, switch on. <laughs> so the first match we're going to talk about is a match two years in the making. It started in 2016 on an episode of Talking Smack. It's Miz v Daniel Bryan, and to start us off, it's Scott. Yes. Yeah, I chose this match because hands down out of the many, many matches on this card, as we can clearly see, this is the one I'm most excited about because, like you said, it's got the build and... I think it's good that they finally kept it to this because as good as it would have been to seen it earlier, like, it would have increased the quality of like, Backlash or Extreme Rules. I think it's better that they left it for a big show like this. And I've enjoyed the build last few weeks. Like, they, they did the three pre-recorded like, interviews. This week they first called NXT, uh, the Talking Smack, and, and also Brian's return leading up to now. And uh, we liked how they built it and it's, it's very interesting because uh, as of right now, if you believe all the speculation, uh, Brian still hasn't re-signed and his contract does come up on September 1st, same day as Ellen and same day as Ellen's house party. <laughs> <laughs> most, you know which one's most important of those three? 
Oh, Alan's, Alan's birthday's in the same night as all in. We need to get Alan to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just a chip in for some. Alan, if you. I, I was about to say, Alan, if you want us all in, but never mind. Uh, <laughs> I would never go behind Hazel's back like that. Alan, rounds for falling. <laughs> if we think about it. Must be destiny. This is the detailed analysis you get on this podcast. Every day's a school day. Yeah, and they have. Uh, I do like that they have made reference to it because uh, Miz did say last week, I believe, he said to Brian, "Why don't you just go away and let your contract expire?" <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this because ter- I think the outcome of this really depends on what Brian's status is. Because if he's decided to stay, he might. You'll probably win. Although, will they want if he does leave? Will they be annoyed? I mean, have him go out on his way out. Or maybe if this is the start of the season, will Miz win by nefarious means then to lead Brian to eventually get. He- He's went back. Fair enough. Wouldn't that be embarrassing if, if Daniel Bryan actually got hit with the it kicks and he finished it <laughs> off as well? I mean, Miz never hits that move, so that's something I'd like to see during this match from a hit it on Daniel Bryan. And then he could hit him with the, what do you call it, the face crushing finale? Skull, skull, skull crushing finale. Skull crushing finale, yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. It's a good match. I mean, I've wanted it for a while and 2016 SmackDown was probably the best wrestling I've seen storyline wise everything knitted together pretty well and this was one of the more appealing angles from it so I don't know I'm pretty excited for this match where would you want to see it on the card it should be an event main event it should be an event I can Hmm. see it being chucked in the middle and like Scott says it depends on the contract situation I can see it maybe being like we talked last week about Roman Rusev wasn't a match it was just a brawl I can see this being carried over I think it'll be seen because you, you consider his situation, he's got a young daughter, Breeze still involved with the company quite heavily. He doesn't want to travel that much. Plus he wouldn't have to, he could do Chris Jericho. He's in the game, he's got the mode in the game now as well. Yeah, Daniel Bryan, it, uh, whatever mode, and it's uh, like... Show, showcase mode. Yeah, so you chronicle his journey from... I think it starts off and it's his American Dragon match yep. versus... Uh, Rain? Rain? Cena. No, Cena. Cena, Cena sorry, yeah, sorry, on God. Velocity 2003. Yeah. And then, what, 2003? Wow, why is yeah. it bringing brains into that? <laughs> I was quite young back then. Uh, right, no, so yeah, I reckon he's staying. It's, the contract thing's just a wee bit of extra spice, basically. Spice. Yeah, I hope he stays as well. I mean, obviously, the contract issue has been a bit up in the air. You know, is he, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? But my my view of it is is that I think they're playing, you know, quite a quite a dangerous but careful game with the the contract situation. I think Brian won't resign if he chooses to do so right up until the last minute because I think that was the same situation with CM Punk and the Money in the Bank 2011 situation. I think he he re-signed what, either earlier that day or the day before. Um, But yeah, I think this is going to be a similar case with Brian and Miz. I kind of wish maybe they'd uh, focused on that a bit more because um, you know, Miz obviously likes to put in a lot of realism or sorts of like to blur the lines between kayfabe and, uh, and reality with with his promos. Like he had with uh, his jibe towards Enzo about getting kicked off the tour bus. That was uh, that was quite a nice uh, nice wee dig at, at Enzo for a bit. But um, yeah, like the like the guys said, it goes as far back as talking smack, and I think that's arguably Miz's best promo I've ever seen him do because it really. That's about as close as a, as a pipe bomb as you could get to what CM Punk did. And obviously, Brian and Miz, great chemistry in the ring. They've had matches before in the past, uh, um, like at Night of Champions, where Brian won his first United States Championship. So there's a lot of history between the two of them. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, definitely. I just, I'm, I'm just more curious about what's going to happen. Are they going to carry on with it, or is this just going to be a one-off? But I hope it, it keeps going and Brian, Brian resigns. 
Do you know what? Do you know what I think would be quite good? Remember that promo where Batista had to choose where he was going to sign for SmackDown or Raw? Yeah, and, uh, when he won the rumble. Yeah, yeah, and then and he gives the thumbs down and that. I think it'd be funny for when uh, for Miz to win this match, and then Daniel Bryan to do a live. Am I going to sign a contract or not? And then obviously Miz is going to come out and taunt him enough that he does re-sign. So I think I think that'd be good to actually bring that more at the front so it would give an element of oh is Daniel Bryan gonna leave on camera as long as it's a Batista 2005 and not Hulk Hogan in TNA well he, preferably well literally <laughs> Dixie Carter grabbed his leg as he was literally leaving <laughs> don't go we need you it was a symbol of how big ego, how big an ego Hogan has it was at that point and then Sheamus just broke kicks him as he finishes it yeah this I argue that obviously this match should be main event based on the length of the kind of feud as we said it's been kind of going on and off since 2010 obviously I can I don't think WWE will obviously do that I think it's probably going to get a similar spot like we kind of talked about last week where um, AJ Styles and John Cena got in 2016 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, kind of a big match but it's going to go in like middle of the card kind of help uh, like as a half first half main event type thing that WWE <laughs> seem to like doing these days but uh, it's, it's, it's been such a long time coming. I mean, it's one we never thought we were going to see. I mean, that was the one thing, they, they teased it so much. You talk about the Talking Smack promo. One of the best things they does, did was at Raw 25. Yeah. When uh, they had all the guys on the stage and Daniel <laughs> Bryan was there. Mm-hmm. And then the Miz came out for his match with Reigns and just kind of stared daggers at him. Uh, which he is like the whole year show, he points at the fans. It's just been built up so well. I mean, as, as Scott said, the promo videos from SmackDown uh, wow. this week were phenomenally done. When we talk about how bad WWE's story writing can be at times, the video production guys, you can't fault them. They should be winning Emmys up. for that, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, Emmys are something that they're not usually in contention for, but as far as video production goes, they should they're be. They're trying to get Emmys now. They're, yeah, they, they got put on the, the pre list. But then they didn't make it through because TV hates wrestling, basically, mm-hmm. despite the money it brings. Yeah, I was gonna say like the the card placement as we talked about will kind of make or break this because as much as we might be invested in it now, it might suffer from a Jericho Owens situation where people were invested in whether or not they were gonna break up for ages. But because they followed such a hot match with Shane and AJ, it, no one people weren't into it as they should have been, and that's a similar the similar danger with this match. Fair enough. Right, so. Uh, yeah, well, like it all goes back to like it goes see like David was saying the talk is back. Like it actually goes back further because don't forget he was his NXT rookie, and there was a whole thing of Daniel Bryan didn't think that Miz was being the right mentor for him. He thought he was bringing him up to be a celebrity instead of being a wrestler. Because if you look back at his time in Ring of Honor going around Japan, the big thing about him was wrestling. So this whole thing, and also the other bit, I don't know if they got it in the video production. The thing they missed out on was when it was Team Cena versus Nexus. Yeah, they kind of stopped at that point. Yeah, the, the, video, the video didn't get very much to that point. I think yeah. it was pre-Nexus Invasion that kind of stopped. He got fired for choking someone with their tie, right? Yeah, yeah. Robert Roberts, yeah. 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 The only man in better suit than Dave right now. <laughs> <laughs> because there was that moment where John Cena was picking his extra teammate. And the Miz was up in the, yeah. the staging area expecting to get a call, but there was Daniel Bryan and just his face from that. And that really, and also I didn't realize that the Miz actually got his debut win over the, 
I mean, Brian got his debut win over the Miz yeah. on Raw. You forget about that match, they're kind of more thinking about the Night of Champions one from mm-hmm. the US title. Yeah, no, that was a cracking match, by the way, and it was like Brian's sort of first major championship win. Remember how outraged everyone was that the Miz was Brian's pro? He wasn't the worst pro in that season, but Carlito was someone's pro. That was my, hey. he was Michael Tarver's pro. What's he was teaching them how to... What's wrong with Carlito? He was teaching them how to spit in the face of people who don't want to be cool. cool. At least, That's least, not cool, Scott. Oh, right, yeah, right. Like, Miz had title. Right, right, you're going to get apples spit your face. Apple? You're clearly not cool, Carlito, Scott. Uh, Carlito won the US title on his first night in WWE. <laughs> and he's on glow! Miz had three titles at that time. I will... <laughs> I will say this. Not to agree or disagree with anyone, but Carlito's pro, uh, rookie, sorry, was Michael Tarver. Oh, who? He, exactly. Michael Tarver yeah. terrible. The man who's, the pinnacle of his career is from a shoot interview where Kurt Hawkins describes a, a day <laughs> where he put his hand up during a, a talent Q&A and Vince McMahon said to him, that's a great question, Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Is that, uh, is that Vince being Vince or is classic that Vince. That is purely the word of Mr. Brian Myers, aka Kurt Hawkins. We at Suplex Retweet have not claimed that Vince McMahon's a racist here, not at all. No one even said the word. <laughs> no, we talked about, obviously, uh, NXT, obviously the pros. Speaking of NXT, we have a preview show currently available on our Anchor, Spotify and iTunes, which you can find at Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. And just give a wee listen, we're available on all Android podcasting sites. You can listen to Quacku. Rather biased, unfilled Roscoe <laughs> dream team. I mentioned Dolph Ziggler in that one as well. Oh, for Christ's sake. We're, we will get to your rant about Dolph Ziggler <laughs> in a minute. If you would like to rant about Dolph Ziggler or just give us your predictions, maybe follow we- us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Facebook at Suplex Retweet or Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Facebook. He's a wee f- like, he's a wee friend. Do something Dave Meltzer won't do for WWE. Give us five stars. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before we move on, uh, just quick predictions for everybody. Uh, start with Stevie, walk the way around the room. Who have we got for winning this match? I'll go with Daniel Bryan in this one. Uh, Brian. Miz! Uh, Brian. Quacko? Mm, Miz, go for it. Yes! I think Miz as well, but I don't think it's going to be a clean victory. And it doesn't have to be. Hell in a Cell is next month. It's the only feud hot enough to maybe be in the Hell in a Cell. So, moving on to the next match in the card, we have a WWE title match we're actually excited about. Who would have thought? Yay! Who would have thought five years ago if you told someone, by the way, AJ Styles is going to be in WWE and he's going to have a nine-month title reign and it's going to be really fucking boring? <laughs> You'd have been like, no, no, he's the phenomenal, but it's been really boring. But we have a feud heating up here. We have AJ Styles versus Samojo. Yep, and uh, this is a, a rivalry that goes back almost 15 to 20 years because these guys, and I kid you not, um, these guys have wrestled absolutely everywhere across the United States. They've wrestled in not just WWE, well, not in WWE as of yet, because this will be their first WWE match that either of them have been involved in. Like, even in multi-man matches, they've not been involved in the same match. They've been in, they've wrestled across five different promotions, including Ring of Honor, WWWA, PWA, NEW, and of course, uh, TNA, or Impact Wrestling as we know them. Yeah, and like I, Michael Miles, it's got about a billion names and it won't die. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and? Being the, uh, the stats man of the team, I actually have some stats for once. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, nap time. <laughs> so yeah, uh, including multi-man matches, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe have featured in 69 different matches across five different promotions. That's hot. Yep. <laughs> but in 1v1 matches, they've wrestled a total of 22 times. One of which uh, was a draw, uh, which is a, an Ironman match, two apiece. 
One went to no contest. And in terms of wins and loss records, Samoa Joe ha has the lead by quite a bit, actually. He's 16 and four against AJ Styles. So going into this match already, AJ statistically has got to be the underdog against the favorite Samoa Joe, who's beaten him at least four times as many times. You would expect nothing less from the Samoan submission machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think going into this, I think that a problem with Samoa, Joe, Samoa Joe's booking, sorry, since he got to WWE, has been the fact it's he's always the favourite, he's always the guy who battles somebody and then he gets beat. It's like the, the big man versus the Undertaker trope, where they would take out the Undertaker and then get beat. And I think his booking has been affected. Uh, it's been a bit very sort of stop-start as of late because he's had uh, complications with injuries, um, he's been away doing movies, and but like when he first got called up to the main roster, he attacks Seth Rollins, and he just didn't have anything for Mania that year. So I think he maybe was called up too late in times for, for Mania 33, he misses Mania 34 because of injury. And I think, yeah, he's been very sort of stop starters of late and he's only just recently found his rhythm again. So here's hoping he picks it up uh, this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's probably two things, only two things to me that could probably make this match a bit better. One obviously is the booking. I think the, the booking of the feud since it was announced that Joe was going to face him is, has not been great. Uh, they've, wasted Joe's promo skills, I think they said in recent weeks with this whole referring to AJ's family type stuff. I mean, come on, just say you're going to beat him up. Yeah. That's what that's that's what we like about Joe. The only other thing I think that would make this better for me is if somehow they flung Christopher Daniels in there. <laughs> <laughs> because who didn't love their triple threat match from oh, TNA in yeah. 2005? The only five-star match. Was that Victory Road? Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah. Uh, it is the, oh, it's so good. Uh, I may rewatch that again when I get home. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I think... That's the promo skills on Joe. AJ's kind of suffered a bit from the way these opponents have been booked since he's had the title. We had the feud with Nakamura where they, they mucked that up as well. They chucked Rusev in there for no obvious reason. Uh, let's not talk about Jinder Mahal. He obviously had the Kevin Owens thing where Shane McMahon was the star. Yeah, it, it's, it's just not. Um, AJ is, could have a match with a broom and it would be amazing. But it's just. The way they build it up, it just, you just don't really, as much as you think the match is going to be great, you just are not invested in it. No. And that was the thing we had suffered when they had him and Nakamura, I think, at uh, Money in the Bank. Great match, terrible build up. Yeah, I think the Nakamura thing was a case of, this one's going to be the one. Alright, this one's going to be the one. Alright, no, they've got it out of the system, this one's going to be the one. They've been wrestling house shows for three months, Money in the Bank, this is going to be the one. And it was just okay. And it was... It was complete overkill when the, the Nakamura feud. I think I think we discussed it on our um, WrestleMania review show as well, that if Nakamura turned heel at Fastlane, or at least maybe a few weeks prior, I think the build-up could have been a lot better. Maybe they could have uh, added the last man standing stipulation at Mania. And I think they would have put on a much better performance there and it would have been absolute overkill in the preceding months. But yeah, AJ's feuds need to could have been better. Uh, it was disappointing to see what closed out the Go Home show on SmackDown, which was Samoa Joe reading out a probably fake letter from AJ's wife about him. It was all pretty confusing. Um, it's a far cry away from Samoa Joe threatening uh, Paul Heyman in the corner with his soft whispering voice, which was Terrible. really creepy. Yeah, like yeah. our shades you know of, shades of hiding right there, just grabbing. <laughs> But the thing is, Samoa Joe, I think there, there's a separate there's a separation here. Samoa Joe 
should have been the guy to take out Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. He should have been the guy to claim the Universal Championship. But also, he should be treated... He's treated like the most dangerous person in the world, but he can never claim it. AJ always seems like the underdog in matches, and then he always wins right before you think the match is going to finish. So he had his most recent match where it's like, oh, he's going to miss the forearm. Oh, wait, he hit it. Oh, wait, it's over. He always sort of like... It's like he ends the match in nine minutes instead of the expected ten. It's very strange. So, I don't know. It's going to be a good match. I have no doubt about that. I'm just really confused about where it's come from. Seems like it's sort of come out of nowhere. Yeah, it seems to be that way with a lot of AJ's feuds at the minute. Joe reminds me a bit of Kane in the 2000s. The monster, the guy who will kill anyone and then it comes to the big match and he chokes. Mm. Yeah. Choke slams. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did do the smart thing of like not doing the same thing as Wayne Nakamura. Like, these are two indie guys that fought elsewhere. This is going to be a great match and just using that as the crux of the build. Mm -hmm. They thought we need to do something else. And then I don't think they realised we didn't have anything to do, so just made something up on the fly right before the show went on air. So like, when Joe made the first comment about AJ's family, it seemed like it could go somewhere, like him trying to get in AJ's head, and then they ruined it with the letter. Yeah. I just ruined it. And also, how can... They want to pick AJ's underdog. How can you pick a guy who wins as often as AJ and calls himself phenomenal? Yeah. How can he be seen as the champ that runs the camp mm -hmm. as well? Who talks about how good he is all the time? Yeah. How can he you buy into a guy like that as the underdog? And it's not fluke wins either. They're all convincing wins as well. It's like we've seen it after a while of trying to constantly push him as the underdog. It became hard to hard to buy when he win when he won all the time. And yet they still do that somehow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Taker was his, his last one. How can he beat the phenom? Well, he didn't. I think he'd be a guy who's had hip replacements. <laughs> Tell you what, if anybody's watched TNA Impact's X Division, you know, the kind of matches they had back then, they just absolutely tore the house down. I argue that it was even better than TNA's main event scene. Like, the X Division was always the, the division to watch. You know, like in in WWE, you'd rather watch NXT than the main roster, when the main roster was supposed to have feature the best talent and the best uh, the best action. But no, the supposed the supposed developmental brand is the one that's actually doing the best. Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think these guys have actually fought one on one yet, have they? Not WWE. No, 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 no. I, I, I met Messi, and since they got WWE, because Joe was on. SmackDown was on NXT and then he got moved to Raw and AJ's been constantly a SmackDown guy mm -hmm. and so I think this is a kind of is one of the genuine first and first time WWE matches and like I said they could have easily done the whole Nakamura thing historic it was, great, it was great stop it stop it it was great elsewhere you beat me to it no it was great elsewhere and now we're doing it here and use that as a crux like I said but mind you not doing that hasn't helped it yeah, Can no. I reiterate I'm on the fence with Historic and Roscoe? I just like doing two seats. Yeah, as am I, yeah. That's your feeling. <laughs> you start that push again, you're getting kicked off that fence, Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> <laughs> we're very welcoming here at Historic. Don't, don't go with the Roscoe brand. At Roscoe brand, we're better than you, and we know it. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a democracy here. Ross decides, we agree. Yes. Right, so much like the last match, I'm just going to go around the panel, starting with Stephen. Who jinks winning Sunday? AJ Styles retaining. Scott? Samojo. AJ retain. Dave? Uh, Samojo by disqualification. Quicker. Um, no contest, AJ retain. I would hope to God it's not a no contest, but oh, I can actually see retain. that happening. Yeah. Well, well, you said, yeah, you said, you said retain. retain, did not say win. You didn't yeah. say who's win. Yeah, please, when you're giving me your predictions, put a winner. Because, <laughs> AJ, fine, yeah. he's going to win. Right, and uh, I actually have Joe winning because 
My God, this title run has been so boring. Yo, Styles clashing. AJ Styles has been booked worse this year, and fight me on this. My Twitter account's one Ross McLeod. I know more than you. He's been booked worse than Roman Reigns this year, in my opinion. I will fight you in this room. No. I'd love to fight you on Twitter. Definitely disagree on that. Uh, well, I'll fight both of you right here. Anyway, moving on to the next match. Uh, Becky Lynch, someone who has a massive swell of fan support, is eventually getting her title match. Stop laughing at swell, you creep. <laughs> so Becky Lynch is finally getting her title match, and we thought... My God, the reign of terror for Carmella is over. No, Charlotte's been added, and it looks like there could this could lead to a feud with Charlotte and Becky. Hate this match. Yeah, I hate this match. I was really excited for this match, and now I am not, Stephen. Ah, uh, anybody who knows, I'm a massive Becky Lynch mark, and this is just as much as we've raved in recent people have raved in recent months and weeks of how good SmackDown has been mm. compared to Raw. The the food we just talked about there with Styles and Joe and this one has been mucked up and the fundamental on this one, Becky Lynch has been on this road to redemption. She had, she couldn't buy wins last year and at the start of the year and she's eventually started running. She's worked her way up. She beat Carmella at the bell and we think it's going to be Carmella, Becky and they're going to have that one-on-one match and Becky's going to be uh, crowned and it's going to be deserving for SummerSlam but no! Ric Flair's daughter needs to be in there because she's the best. No, she's overrated. And the worst of the of the four horsewomen. I'm no, gonna well, say well, it. I'm well, gonna say it. Not while Sasha Banks walks as earth as anyone. No, she's not. No, she's better than Sasha. That's further the four. She's and compared to her and Bailey, she's terrible. Not terrible. I say terrible. I'm really. We do not encourage such sexism here at ESSR. Not not on neither the historic nor Roscoe brand. And sexism encouraged. In all fairness, she's. Uh, well, you're all boys club. <laughs> and all fair- you stole my women. <laughs> That's sexist. Your women. That's misogynist. In all fairness, Carmella's just the worst women's champion in history. Disagree. Uh, no, no, she sucks. Oh, it's so bad. Scott. The one, the one good thing I've seen in this whole feud is they, they had a face-off on SmackDown and Charlotte said to Carmella, you're a diva in a woman's era. That's which, a good line. Which is a really good line. And I'd, I'd almost like to believe that was improvised, but it probably wasn't. And yeah, there was a sense of dread going in this match because booking logic, Carmella's been made to look weak going in because she's lost to Clinty Becky, she lost Clinty Charlotte. She might have, I, might, I didn't see the matches. <laughs> Don't hate me. See if she gets pinned. See if Becky gets pinned. What's been the point of this whole thing? But yeah, uh, I, I think like booking logic kind of says that the heel chicken, you know what, heel uh, Escapes with it, it'll just barely just me look me to look weak in the build, but I really don't want to happen. I think Charlotte, Becky's gonna have the match when Charlotte's gonna steal it from her. She, we had this situation last year when Jinder beat Nakamura at SummerSlam. And <laughs> oh, please don't remind me. <laughs> oh, this written, I'd erase that from my memory until you brought it up again. <laughs> yes, this was this was the feud with a man claiming racial prejudice as he called a Japanese man Mr Miyagi. <laughs> yeah, that was something else. But, but he's also ethnic, so it's okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, that was WWE's logic. Don't call him out for it, you'll be a racist as well. <laughs> right, uh, James? Um, I remember one of the first shows we recorded for Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, new and improved version. I got looks of evil and daggers stared at me for saying that it was great that Carmella was 
uh, went in. I remember we were back at the old building and she'd won the Money in the Bank, was it? Yes. Just when she'd won the Money in the Bank and everyone was like, this is ridiculous. And I was just like, I no, love it. Can I say, it wasn't the fact that she won it, it was how she won it. Yeah, but I was like, I got, I was like, I love it. But the, I don't have a problem with Carmela in this. It should have been just Carmela and Becky. It stinks a bit too much like, well, in storyline, it's Charlotte wants to have the title because she's the queen and blah, 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 Triple H syndrome, whatever, right? <laughs> but the reason she's been put in this match, in my opinion, the backstage logic is that they don't think Carmella and Becky have enough legitimacy to hold up a match and they're like, oh, it's like when they go, oh, um, we better throw Cena in there because they need someone to look at, sort of thing. They don't think Carmella and Becky are enough and I think they're more than enough I think they could put on a great match the thing because uh, Becky is arguably this calendar year the most over athlete yeah. on the roster I would put her and Seth Rollins as the most, most over, over on the roster. and most natural baby face yeah she just there's talk about her turning heel <laughs> at the end of this match I, Charlotte's the, the more natural heel mm-hmm. so they're going to go with that feud keep Becky the face make Charlotte the heel I can't imagine Becky being a heel. She's apparently a really good heel. Yeah, but she's yeah. a very natural she's heel but she's, NXT. But she's a natural baby face. I mean, surpri- she does turn uh, heel. She might surprise everyone by how good a heel she is, because I was surprised by how good a heel Nakamura was. Yeah, he, well... But he, but he played the heel in Japan. To yeah, but I hadn't seen that, though. If you'd, uh, so, he, was, he was great in Japan. Uh, but no, no, back to the thing. It's just, Becky, I don't know, I, I really thought this was going to be it. But I don't think so anymore. I never think we're going to get like a three-month-long Becky Charlotte feud, and I really don't want that at all. Uh, I'm a bit down on this match. Dave? Uh, no, I, d- I disagree. I think a Becky Charlotte feud would be the best way to go forward with the SmackDown Women's Championship because, it, in my opinion, Carmella has just been a massive waste of time for the SmackDown Women's Championship because. How dare you? She is so unconvincing as champion, and to How think she's you? actually gotten screwy wins over Charlotte, over Asuka. My Asuka, who was undefeated for almost two and a half years and that's just an insult to not only Asuka but all the like the four horsewomen as well Carmella definitely the most unconvincing women's champion I've ever seen I hope to god she drops the title at SummerSlam I hope she gets pinned I just don't think uh, I think I think the one-on-one match with Becky was much more appealing before Charlotte got added because I was thinking finally Becky's getting getting what's coming to her you know she's gonna get her all her She's going to get her juice, but then Charlotte gets added, and I'm thinking, oh, now I see where this is going. This is Becky's going to get screwed again. Charlotte, I, I can't help but think Kevin Dunn might have had a say in this somehow. <laughs> Charlotte's like, doesn't the, matches. Charlotte's like the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Oh, well, she's about well, mm. She no, she is though. Talented in the ring, but they just push her too much. Isn't wasn't that the case with Triple H though? See yeah. what you said about Carmella being the least deserving. Isn't that like sometimes the whole point of a heel champion? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think Charlotte kind of summed it up best. Because I think you're bridging too many things between your dislike for like Jinder Mahal being champion and Carmella being oh. champion. It's like, well, it's like, it's like no, see, I'm actually glad you brought that up because, you know, I think, you know, James the Line said earlier on, it's like, oh no, sorry, Scott said it. Um, the, the line Charlotte used was, you're a diva in a women's era. Uh, what was it? In a women's era, yeah. And then, but then Carmella just ate it up and said, you know what? I am a diva. But, and that's that wasn't that's, a compliment, woman. No, I'm just saying that's good heel work. You know, she just takes it and say, "Hair's gonna hate." You know, that's kind of been her her thing. The thing about obviously Quacko makes a fair point there. Carmella's been that hated as a heel. The way that Becky runs, it was just perfectly on the plate. It's like the hated heel who's beaten Charlotte twice and Asuka to be beaten by this face 
who's went the full summer unbeaten, and it's just kind of like it's a panic. You know, they have. I think they have panicked. She's doing her job perfectly, Carmelo. It's like saying Ric Flair was a bad champion because he cheated all the time. It wasn't. It was just he was the dirtiest player in the game. Can so be, she. Can I be honest with you? I think as much as Charlotte's addition doesn't excite me. Becky versus Carmella, if it was on its own, was dangerously close to being a pre-show match. Mm. Because... They've still got Baron Corbin. <laughs> yeah, no. That's his domain. <laughs> Christ, he's on the main show. We're yeah. not talking about his show. And, yeah, and the Revival are on the pre-show. Yes. I mean, oh, sorry, I mean no. And the Cruiserweight title. And the Cruiserweight title, yeah. That's, a, that's an insult. <laughs> like, like we talked about the idea of a programme for the title team, Charlotte and Becky might be interesting. It would be because if... Carmella managed to win, she's beaten Charlotte for technically a third time, she's beaten Becky. Who's who's left on the baby who's like, all you've got left is Naomi. Naomi. All you've got left is Naomi who hasn't been seen in months. When was the last time she was on SmackDown? Yeah, she won the Battle Royal and then this was Lana, is she yeah. is technically a face now? I don't yeah, know if she, she is. She yeah. is actually, yeah. Because Rusev and they're the faces Rusev against, and English against faces? Almas yeah. and Vega. Yeah. Jesus, let's not talk about Lana. And then, did Aiden English not just have a match with someone to try and... See an Almas. He had a match against Almas, then he lost by double knees, then hammerlock. Pretty sure. Which is a good way to go out. Fair enough. Right, so just to wrap this section up, we'll start with Steven and work our way around again. Uh, Who have we got to win? Becky Lynch. Charlotte. Oh, man. Uh, Becky Lynch. Charlotte turning heel as well. Quack it. Charlotte. I have Charlotte as well. Although I can see Carmella winning again. You'll be disappointed when Becky Balboa runs wild on you, though. Mm. I, I mean, I hope it's Becky, but I think they need a Charlotte heel turn, and then Charlotte and Becky confuse. Right. So up next, <laughs> Seth Rollins is fighting for the Intercontinental Title, and I'm just gonna go to James here because he's Dolph Ziggler's biggest fan. That's true. Uh, in this feud, I am Dolph Ziggler's biggest fan. This has been a great feud. This is going to be match of the night. Guaranteed. You've got the Scottish psychopath. You've got the man with the ramen noodle hair and the IC belt. You've got Dolph Ziggler there. You've got Seth Rollins and wouldn't you know it, Dean Ambrose, who has come back from his nine-month stretch looking Oh, he's looking buff, isn't he? He's, <laughs> uh, described as, it looks like he's done a 15-year stretch in Berlin and he's just come out. Someone's told him that his wife's sleeping with someone else. He's like, right. Hey, can I just say for our American listeners, Bologna is Lampard. Yeah, it's his prison, basically. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, he, look, he looks fantastic. Um, Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler, they've been having this great dynamic. They've had good matches. Drew McIntyre. And weirdly, Ambrose's inclusion... He looks like someone who could batter Drew McIntyre, who is a guy who's like seven foot tall and made of muscle. You sort of poke him and you're like, do you have a bone there somehow? <laughs> no, but like honestly, this feud, this is, I mean, the IC title is the title on Raw. It's not like yeah. the universal title or matters right now. It really doesn't because you've got Lesnar. Uh, oh, oh, he choked Paul Heyman and uh, and then he spoke Samoan to Roman Reigns and oh, just kidding. He's, yeah, move that to one side for a minute. Look at the match we've got here. This should go on second last, probably, in my opinion. Or maybe it could be the, the midway main event. Don't know, it's hard to say. I'm so excited for this match. Uh, and, and then, I mean, you know what's going to happen. Uh, Seth's going to win. And then Dean Ambrose is going to blast him with a chair. Well, don't you have a negative view of friendship, Mr. Heel Turn? <laughs> you, look, you look at the guy, it looks like someone turned a pit bull into a man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bite your wings! 
That's not funny, actually. <laughs> you don't bite your wings here at ESSR. No, <laughs> do not condone that. And pit bulls are lovely, but you know, especially the pit bull. Lovely Mr. Man. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide! <laughs> but yeah, no, hold on your hats. That's going to be a match. Moving away from pit bulls and wing bite in a minute. Uh, Dave, yeah. would you like to talk about the match? <laughs> um, I think it's uh, it feels weird that this is just going to be a regular one-on-one considering they had uh, the Iron Man match at Extreme Rules because usually the stipulation match tends to end the feud. Like Iron Man ended the Cena-Orton feud temporarily in 2009. And, uh, but um, no, yeah, I'm also looking really forward to this and uh, Ambrose's return has definitely added a new dimension to it. I think people are... <laughs> I think I've seen memes on Twitter where they're putting Dean Ambrose's picture next to Tommaso Ciampa's and he's just like, uh, he's just one uh, beard away from uh, replicating Ciampa and stabbing his best friend in the back. And a bald, probably. (laughs) Well, you know what I find really funny about that is Michael Cole Cole said as soon as he walked out, the lunatic fringe is back and he's like, what fringe? The fringe is gone. He's, he's, He's gone full buzz cut now. That's because the Finch never referred to his hair, it's a, it's a well-known saying, but that's okay. Well, still, um, <laughs> at least he's made me more uh, self-conscious about my hairstyle, that if I, even if I go like that, it still doesn't look too bad. <sighs> and I can get just get jacked in the gym and I'd, I could probably pull it off. Cool. As per usual, fashion and advice tips on Eat Sleep Suplex retweets. That's a horrible thought of a day being in the gym. Oh, God. Uh, was it not quite poetic justice that Dean Ambrose returned? When Renee was on the commentary, mm-hmm. I kind of yeah, she didn't I, even I, say a word when he came out. No, she was she was not on that segment. They took her off. What she they took her off? She too unbiased. Yeah. That was was that not the Sorry, main, was that not the main event segment? Was yeah, it was. Yeah. I, thought, I thought she was just staring at his new his abs. <laughs> uh, That's my mouth. Hey, she's lucky. She gets those abs. We only get to look. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Yay! I stick with him. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, like yeah. please don't, please so don't too far. So back to the match. Back, back to the match. Yeah, Sorry, silence uh, from the corner there. <laughs> uh, I think James is hundred percent right on this being match of the night. I think we saw at the, the past the last pay per view when they had the, the Iron Man match ruined by the crowd, but they two were absolutely brilliant. Oh. Uh, going with WWE booking logic for matches like this, this could open the show potentially oh uh, because yeah, right. they kind of like to we saw it at Wrestlemania when we had the triple threat for the IC title we've even seen it when the bombing had the was it Ambrose Styles and Cena yeah that was because there was Cause, a uh, because of the, debate. the election yeah but it was still a great match to start the show yeah. they tend to go with good match and then mediocre, mediocrity you know we'll probably have I mean, the B team revivals on the main show that would follow. Oh, they'll have this, then they'll have Corbin and Balor. See, I think Carmella Lynch. I think New Day Bludgeon Brothers might open the show. Uh, but in terms of the actual, Seth Rollins is killing it this year. Yeah. I mean, you t- I talked earlier on about AJ Styles having a good match with anybody. Seth Rollins is absolutely fantastic. I mean, how it took took him so long to make him a face when he came back was unbelievable because he has up. He's putting on match after match after match. That's unbelievable. And Dolph is arguably having his best year for a good number of years. He is benefiting from having the Scottish psychopath by his side. He's benefiting from having good booking for a change. Yeah, yeah. and also not whining a lot. But uh, I think we're going to see, if we don't see Drew and Ambrose having any involvement, then obviously what's the point? Mm-hmm. But i got to say with this, the King of Heel Turns, uh, it's going to be a heel turn from Ambrose, but... I'm actually, I was going to say I want to change my opinion on that because 
But I like Alex Scott though, actually. Well, I looked at the three Ambrose coming in and I thought, we're well, young, you lucky woman. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What's with the Ambrose loving here? I know, Jesus. <laughs> Have man. you seen him? <laughs> He's looking real He's Jack. Jack. He's proper Jack, yeah. Any of your personal preferences aside, could we keep it professional in here? Yeah, I do think. <laughs> I, am, I am entirely biased. I agree with the consensus. I want to know what his gym routine and Jesus his diet Christ. was. <laughs> Scott, please continue. <laughs> I regret opening my mouth now. But yeah, I, I agree with the personal consensus that there will be a heel turn and how fitting it would be because last year there was the story of them getting back together and uh, winning the tag titles and well, would they or would they not fist? <laughs> <laughs> what? I thought you said be professional. Will they fist? Yes. Will they be professional ones? He's talking about that. That's WWE Network after dark. In the business it's referred to as a fist bump. What's this about fisting? I was going to say actually, you know how we've all decided it's going to be a heel turn? Can I change my mind a wee bit? Because wait, what? Wait, hang on. He's but he's the most natural baby face they have next to Seth. I mean, when he came out, that's the loudest pop I've heard in a while, and the crowd chanted his finisher before he even hit it, and he was only in the ring for about a minute. Yeah, is it weird that I know Rollins and Seth could put on a good match wherever they are on the card, whatever night the week is? Is it weird that I'm a bit bored of it? Oh no, I was I because like they had the Ironman match and that was good, but. That's... Like, I just look at the card and I've seen, oh, Rollins v Ziggler at SummerSlam. Again? It's a bit anticlimactic, isn't it? That's yeah. where the heel turn fits in, because it gives Rollins something else to do. Yeah, but th- <laughs> this is a trope, as, as Scott's mentioning. It is overused, like, someone with a manager, or if it's like, say, the New Day versus Sanity, it's like, it's Killian versus Kofi. Now it's Big E versus Wolf, you know, it's it's the same variation of the match you're getting at pay-per-view. You had, like, Seth versus Drew and Ziggler, then we had Seth v Ziggler. It would say if he drew, and it's just it. Mm-hmm. Bulls no, I wouldn't, wouldn't have minded if like they had day two, but then added some other people and make it like a multi, sometime a multi-man match. But when you've already got Roll, um, with uh, Reigns and Lesnar again, Balor and Corbin again, Strowman and Owens again, there's too many repeats on this card. It would be nice to have one less match that we've already seen on a different pay-per-view already this year. They oh. should have it be a hair versus hair match, Drew versus Seth. Mm-hmm. Or any of them! Well, Dean Ambrose can't oh, actually. Ambrose. <laughs> he's, already, he's already lost. Ambrose would psych them out before it. Yeah. Like if Ziggler got Say what I'd like to see. If Ziggler loses the title, I hope that he sort of turns on Drew, sort of blames him, Drew just takes the head off, and then Drew gives him gets, gets something new. You know, maybe he pursues yeah. the Universal Championship. Have you seen that they've called his head but the Glasgow kiss? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah and it's he's I know, it's, I, <laughs> He's from here! No, it's like, it's WWE logic, like Newcastle's a small mining town, three hours from London. And we hail from Glasgow, Scotland. Glasgow. Glasgow. It's the Glasgow kiss! <laughs> God. God. Right, so I can actually see it being Dean costing Seth the match, mm. with Dean and Seth being the new feud, and then the next night in Raw, Drew turning on Ziggler. So Drew Ziggler would go for the IC belt, and Dean and Seth would be a new, well, not a new, but a a programme we haven't seen in a while, fresh off the bat, and would give us something new on Raw. Hopefully, it, we'll talk in the second half about Reigns, hopefully we'll have a full-time Universal Champion by then, and we can have three new feuds, and Raw can maybe be good again. <laughs> right, so just quickly in the panel, again, start with Stevie and Kwaku. Who have we got winning? Uh, I would agree with you on Ziggler winning, because of the screw, but not the next night, thing. Right. Fair enough. Ziggler. Seth to win, Dean to hit him after. Fair enough. I'm with James. Rollins to win Ambrose afterwards. I'm with James on that one. Fair enough. Right, so we are going to take a quick break uh, uh, listening to a promo which is 
I'm bugger that, but anyway, we're all about second chances here on Eat Sleep Through Flight Retweet. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to listen to Paul Heyman, the only man making this universal title feud interesting. We'll catch you in about five minutes. Hey, this is the best, the beautiful, the only Emily Hayden, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Paul, I really appreciate you being able to sit down with me tonight. Now, last week when Monday Night Raw ended, it appeared that you and your client, sorry that um, Brock Lesnar and yourself have severed your business ties. Where do you and Brock Lesnar stand right now? I don't know. Um, Brock Lesnar has disconnected his phone number and I've tried to reach him through intermediaries and I, I, I don't know where we stand. So you've not spoken to Brock Lesnar at all since last week? No. Okay. Uh, well, Paul, I am. And, and, and not that I haven't wanted to, but obviously he doesn't want to take my phone call. Paul Anderson. You don't have a problem with this, guys, to be honest. Um, Rock's not going to like this. I mean, I'm, I'm out here talking in public about this. This is kind of like a private matter. It's just going to piss him off more. We can go from your point of view if you like. I mean, it seemed abundantly clear last week that Brock Lesnar does not consider you his friend, that you're his employee. Do you consider Brock Lesnar? You're really enjoying this, aren't you? Like I have this coming. Like no. I deserve this. Paul, I'm just trying to get to the bottom of what exactly happened between you and Brock. So am I. So do you consider Brock Lesnar a friend of yours? Yes, I do. And my children consider his children to be their friends. I don't want anybody close to my family. He certainly doesn't anybody close to his family. This is not how I envisioned it ending. We always, since the beginning, we've always talked about riding off into the sunset together. The Universal Championship over one shoulder, the UFC title over the other, and me standing behind him, proclaiming to the world, the reigning Paul, at this point in Brock Lesnar's career, do you think that he still needs Paul Heyman? Paul, do you want to take a minute? Come on, do it. Just do it. Do your job. You spent a lot of time here. Hypothetically, if Brock Lesnar was not around, is there anybody else here that maybe you have your eye on as a potential client? Wouldn't that question be inconceivable a week ago? Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be? Sure. This whole situation is inconceivable to me. Somebody else, just interchangeable. Okay, well, um, SummerSlam, this is my final question to you. Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship, who's going to walk away the winner? I've known Brock Lesnar for 16 years. I've been through every up and down that he has accomplished and that he has suffered, and I've seen Brock Lesnar like this. I've never seen him more driven. I've never seen him more focused. And I 
No, this isn't a word we like to use around here. I've never seen him more violent against this Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns doesn't stand a chance. Yo, it's your boy Shug D out here swag surfing in Scotland. And when I'm doing my thing, I like to think I do it in this order. It's eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Let me run that back for you. It's eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Remember the order. Listen to the show. Now you know. It's Shug D for the 992000. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to eat, sleep, suplex, retweet. Yes, you heard Sugar Dunkerton. This is Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. My name's Ross McLeod. I'm joined by Stevie, Scott, James, David and Kwaku. Hello. 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 I was about to say, he's here, lads. Come on. <laughs> Spitting fire here. I buggered up the outro, but, you know, second half, we're off to flyer. Would that be straight fire? <laughs> oh, puns are yeah. plenty. Becky puns. Stop Good God, kill me now. Anyway, before him, we heard from Paul Heyman, the only man making this part 86 feud of Brock Lesnar <laughs> Roman Reigns. Interesting. So, I'm going to come to you, Stevie, first. Talk to me about Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns. How excited oh, are you? Oh, I'm buzzing. I cannot wait to see this. No, uh, a thing about it is, you were perfectly right when you talked about Heyman there. He has kind of saved this feud in many people's eyes because it's just... It's the, the match that no one wants to see. Let's be brutally honest. Who wants to, who wanted to see these again when we talked about it? Yeah. Or James just put his hand up. They're not one out. If Alan was here, he'd be ranting. Uh, but... No, it's, it's it's passable. I'm more excited potentially about how it could end, even though I know it's going to end in the worst way possible, be it Roman victorious at the end, as we've seen a million and one times. Can I just point something out? What's that? I hope to God there's not a cash in. And I hope to God it's not just Roman wins. I hope something else happens, because I can't, I can't deal with Roman chasing the belt again. If he gets the belt and is a, if they want to present him as a face champion, that's fine well, with me. My prediction doesn't my prediction doesn't really involve a cash in, it involves an appearance from a certain team who should be doing more but they're not doing more. The B team the, of, <laughs> <laughs> the B team would be hilarious. Yes, I think I think Heyman will turn on Lesnar and bring out the offers of pain. The mm. offers of pain are currently dealing with tights worldwide, that's a key to feud, Stephen. <laughs> the hottest feud on worldwide, that's not the main event. That, that, will, that will end in a flash on Monday night when they are part of the Heyman family. Roman. 2.0. Heyman Roman worldwide. <laughs> that actually makes sense because Ooh, when wow. you consider offers of pain, like there is something kind of missing without the Paul Ellering. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if they can get Paul Heyman, It'll, so they upgrade their Paul. Paul v Paul. It'll essentially be, Roman will be frustrated that he can't put Lesnar away and that's when the interference will come. And then Lesnar gets Polly Shore as his new manager and they have a Polly off. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, Roman versus Lesnar, the wrestling equivalent of the never-ending story. (laughs) I can guarantee you, you won't hear booze during this match. You won't hear cheers. You hear the revving of engines as people go to beat the traffic. (laughs) Have you have you heard the rumor that's going about about this match that apparently if the crowd go off it as many people expect them to do, Vince might make the decision to call it early. I've heard that. Well, make it a quick match. I've heard that Vince doesn't really call audibles. He's quite. He's done it before, but he's quite strict on like, I've booked this, this is how it goes. I don't think he wants a repeat of Mania or yeah, Backlash. So, so they're going to get the ref to what? 
they go, into, the, go yeah. into whoever's going to win and say, just end it now. Yeah. Do you know what would win the crowd over early? Dean Ambrose coming out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, heel turn, face turn, heel turn. <laughs> Summer down, big show. There's a lot of potential for heel turns at this pay-per-view, I reckon. Dean Ambrose could batter Reigns after he wins the title. But I think, have Roman come out second. Have, Paul, uh, have Brock Lesnar attack him earlier on the show. Have Brock come out first, laughed that Roman's not going to come out, and instead of giving him like the big, because Vince likes an epic stare down in his main events. You know, he likes to make everything feel epic, you know, for the for the photo op. Don't give him that chance, just have Reigns run to the ring. Start the match the way Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar started. Brock Lesnar was on the apron, Joe went after him, and it just, it didn't give the crowd time to think, it was just like, oh Jesus, what's this? I feel bad for Roman at WrestleMania, he literally bled for the title and people still booed him. Yeah, no. <laughs> he, let, I, he let a UFC fighter bust, crack his skull open and still couldn't get cheered. See, the thing is though, I really hated a lot of the Roman booking, right? But, see this? I don't hate this, weirdly. I don't hate this story. I mean, it's not great, but this has a lot of potential. I'm fine with Roman winning. Um, and don't get me wrong, I think he will win. But how he wins is actually what's important here. Mm-hmm. And it, there's so many ways it can happen. Could be a straight heel turn batting with a chair and the ref's not looking. Could be Paul Heyman, could be whatever. Could be Seth, could be Ambrose, could be anyone. Could be him face champion. I'd be all right with that. Because then you know someone's going to do the dirty on him as well. <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I'm in the same sort of mindset I was with the WrestleMania match. I just think hopefully this time it'll be the end of it. Because... It's dragged on for literally three and a half years. And I'm and I'm just getting to that point where it's like, okay, end it right now. No funny business. I want it to be a clean, definitive win. Prob- Roman's probably gonna walk away with the championship. Uh, and he'll get the fin- finally get the crown in glory. Interference, you know, Paul Heyman might do a turn. He might bring in the Authors of Pain. There may or may not be a cash-in, but I'm, I want to keep my options open about what happens. But I think Lesnar is scheduled to appear on the, the Raw after as well. Yeah. So something could always happen there as well. So again, the possibilities of, uh, of the endings are endless, but the result, I think, is going to be Roman, finally. Quacker? Yeah, I just wanted to bring up a wee point about this. Is I've seen some journalists telling people, oh, this is what WWE wants you to think. Instead of just booing them, what you should do, fans, is walk out the arena when this match happens. Now, as a, well, I'm not exactly a journalist or anything, but I just think, personally, I think it's quite poor for journalists to tell people to leave a, an arena of entertainment. If you want to leave on your own accord, fair enough, but just don't think that journalists should tell people to leave an entertainment, especially when they've invested so much time, so much money into something, just to say walk out, I, I just don't agree with that at all. Steve? See, you, you make us journalists all sound like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that particular <laughs> uh, no, I agree with your point though. Uh, the other rumour I've kind of seen about is to, have, to prevent an, a scenario of the big booze at the end of the show, the consideration is if Roman wins, Lesnar goes crazy on him, and then Ambrose and Rollins come out, they shield power bomb them through the table when we end with the shield fist pump. <laughs> and that's how the show ends. So a temporary fix to a long term problem. See the thing is 
and James said he'd be okay with a Roman face champion. I said I'd be okay with that. I think that's the best thing to happen here for the simple fact is it gets it over with. He's finally beaten Brock. There's no more he's been screwed at the title at WrestleMania 31 by Seth in the desert by, you know, dodgy refereeing. It's happened. It's out of their system. We can move on. And once he is a face champion for a bit, then maybe we can get a heel turn. I think the one thing we can all agree on is we want the belt off of Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we everyone just want, we bar, just want the story to end. Everyone bar Alan McLucas. <laughs> Alan McLucas, president of the Brock Lesnar fan club. The same thing works against this as it did at Mania and the fact that people already don't want it, but the fact that it's such a long card, so many matches, and at the very end when everyone's the most tired, that they've got to watch this. So if, I, if they had like wait all the way to the end to watch maybe something like AJ. Joe, then maybe the fans wouldn't have as much energy, but they might be as slightly more interested. And also, I agree with Kwaku, like, why would you walk it? Because you got to think, you know that a ticket to SummerSlam isn't cheap, especially if you're coming for like, the UK to come see it. Then to then ask people to spend all that money just to walk out again, it's just stupid. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kwaku did say certain journalists, these aren't really true journalists, you know, these aren't people who have actual sources, these are just people like us who have opinion pieces and think their opinion, 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 their opinion means more than what it is for the simple fact that they're not going to it and they don't like the booking. Coming from the man who says, are we, we're better than you, are we not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but mine's is in banter, I don't want you to leave shows for Christ's sake. Can, can you grow the White Goodman hair and moustache? Oh, I, I will do it for Halloween. <laughs> My name's White, W-H-I-T. E. <laughs> no, but... It is just a, a sad state of affairs when certain people who have like blogs or like articles on the internet all of a sudden Podcasts. or mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna put us under the words. <laughs> I mean, we, we're alright. But people like that who feel their opinion means more yes. and that they have any say in WWE's booking. No one has any say in WWE's booking. Vince McMahon runs as much as Triple H has like gave him some new ideas to run with and helped him change with the times, still Vince McMahon's company. If Vince McMahon wanted to put on a three-hour show of Roman and Brock and cancel every other match as you bought the ticket, the card says subject to change. You'll deal with that. <laughs> he's perfectly when he's right to but do then, that. But then, you know, people would leave. No, people would leave, obviously. I wouldn't I wouldn't discourage him. Actually, no, I'd stay for that. Oh, hello, ladies and gents. Sorry, you're not getting any match, but we do have three hours of Brock. And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm curious to see where this goes. Is he in a half-time entertainment as well? Does he put on a wig? <laughs> Just see how red he goes. Exactly. <laughs> but... So just again, uh, we'll start with Dave, go James, Scott, Stevie and Kwaku, just give us your predictions, who's winning? Roman. 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 And (laughs) I'll go Roman as well, it's a clean sweep for the big dog. The Roman Roman Empire. You were warned against doing that. You were warned, yeah. If if you don't want to lose next week's hosting gig, you'll stop that pitch now. (laughs) That was the only one. Right, so... Another match that could affect the outcome, we touched a wee bit on maybe someone cashing in, because Braun Strowman, Monster in the Bank, worst nickname ever, is putting his contract on the line against Kevin Owens. Wait, what? Did you not know this? He's cashing in his contract to fight Owens? No! no. He's the contract's on the line! Oh, I thought he was like, I'm cashing in my contract That'd be the worst. That'd be the worst cash in ever. Well, I thought maybe <laughs> the, sto- I, I thought the storyline was that Owens was running away from him too much and he was like, right, I'll set a contract so you have to turn up. No, no. <laughs> right, okay. The, oh. the rule is, because of how Strowman stupidly lost the match. I had you in the sweeps, by the way, you big stupid bastard. <laughs> <laughs> because of how he lost the match uh, and then how he's been acting the past few weeks, if he gets DQ'd or counted out, 
Kevin Owens gets the briefcase. Uh, oof. I like that. <laughs> I like it a lot. It's the old zero tolerance policy. Basically, if Braun loses regardless, uh, Owens gets the contract. Which makes the match so much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. So who's the heel here? Owens, apparently. Owens, because apparently he's Owens. getting bullied. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, bro, Strowman's what, chasing him, beating him up, trashing his car, throwing food at him and stuff, putting him nearly, in pins. Nearly killed him. Putting him in a porta potty. <laughs> But don't forget though, this match what did come about by consulting with Stephanie McMahon and we know that Stephanie McMahon is the evil of all evil. Yeah. Angle's not much better either. I think it was her that threw the it's pie like, in oh, Owen's face. Strowman is beating you up so I'm going to put you in a match with him. Yes, it's Vince McMahon logic. Where are you Faye? Canada. You're the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> Could make it even more interesting. There's like a hell in a cell contract match. There's no escape for Owen. I mean, in all, all fairness, Kevin Owens did win the steel cage match despite, you know, he was, he was thrown off. He still yeah. hit Floor. They're fine winning, David. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a, it's a pedic victory. Well, the, the rule is if you escape the cage with both feet touching the floor, that's technically what happened. Uh, but yeah, but Owen landed next yeah, first. I get, I get thrown off the Eiffel Tower into a Ferrari, but I won because I landed in a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, is that the finish of this match that you're positing here? <laughs> Ferrari match. Ferrari on a Wait, ball. no, that's a. Who's got the Ferrari? Is it? Del Rio. Uh, Del Rio. No! No, in the no. an impact, um, so they've not got the budget. Uh, Moss and Sabatelli. Oh, they're oh, awful. Oh, no, they're well, not team anymore. It's a Maserati. Oh, they're not team. Yeah, they oh. uh, Sorry, this is me showing my car off this. They've got Maserati, Gran Turismo, and Bianco Fuji White. There you go. They but also have no charisma. So, moving on. <laughs> <from> <laughs> after, after all that, on a pole match. <laughs> they look like a, a two people you'd create in WWE 2K18, the most boring creator wrestlers yeah. you'll ever see. No, that's, that's uh, Lars Sullivan. Yeah, that's Sullivan. So, I don't know. I, I think Owens could win this feasibly. Yeah. yeah. I think Owens could win that. I don't know because, you know, they've sort of teased the way Braun could lose matches. You know, he's had, that's why Jinder Mahal's been thrown in as well. He's basically cannon fodder for Strowman. Oh, you'll love that addition. Yeah. That your, <laughs> that's your favourite like, part of this You know, Braun's, Braun's lost in every way imaginable. He was lost by count out, he was lost by disqualification. They're sort of teasing ways Braun can lose. But going by WWE logic, if they, expo- if they exploit all those ways of losing, the more often than not, that on the, the, the match where it actually happens, He'll, he'll remember that he's lost that way and that won't happen. So in anything, it actually favours Strowman to win. Can so I throw in a point that's stupid, but it's something I could maybe see WWE do? It's not summer vacation in America. And who had to re- vacate his title because of school? Oh, for God's sake. Oh, <laughs> oh, Nicholas. Nicholas, yes. So I was actually watching an episode of Raw the other week and Scott pointed it out to me. Wait a minute. Where's Nicholas? I thought he had school obligations. School's been over for about three months. Where's he helping him money in the bank like Ellsworth for Carmella? It's stupid, but you could see them doing it. I'd I'd like to see him maybe in the crowd. Nicholas gets a pop-up powerbomb. Like like Elizabeth with Warrior and Savage. You can only see so much. (laughs) Make sure... uh, Kevin Owens uses Nicholas as another weapon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. He tapes Nicholas to his own chest so Strowman can't hit him. This is worse than the Dominic feud in 2005. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but at least Nicholas is not on a pole. Tell you what, if we Owen Steen gets involved as well, they could have a, a tag team match. Jesus Christ, it'd be like say, fin- Finlay and Hornswoggle the game out Can I had a thing about the, the thing about Ginger being involved? No, we talked about him beating Nakamura last year's SummerSlam. And then in the space of 12 months, he's now Kevin Owens' guru and he's getting cannon fodder, like you said, for Jin, for Bronze Joe. And nice to see that push was worth it. Eh? He's resorted back to his old gimmick as well when he first came back. You know, he was a sort of a, a 
<laughs> yoga instructor almost, <laughs> given challenge you find your inner peace and stuff. I didn't realise that was a gimmick because he showed up one week, beat Jack Swagger, did a promo about two months later with Jericho, where Jericho was the most interesting thing about his meditation yeah. gimmick. And then he went anger management with Enzo Amore and started teaming with Rousseau. And then the, just the whole thing was dropped. Because no, the joke is that he's not actually peaceful, he's actually a really angry man. Yeah, like in all his pictures he just looks constipated. <laughs> it's just irony really, but yeah. The closest example I see in this match is Randy Orton Christian in 2011 where Christian got the stipulation that Randy Orton could be lose the title by DQ and he got him disqualified, he pushed him to the edge and to where he got disqualified and Christian got the title. Oh, we, so got that great, we got that great SummerSlam match between the two of them oh, off the back of that right. Also yeah. happened with AJ beating up Ellsworth to lose the match. Yeah, so I, I see that. Like, Braun uh, Owens gets Golden Strowman to eventually. Uh, Strowman beats him down so much, and the referee can't get him off, and they disqualifies him. So while Owens is still laid out, he's still he's got the contract, and also that does add a new element to the uh, main event. I think Gender is going to get involved somehow as well. Oh, I hope not. Oh, what's his face? Samir Singh. Someone's going to get killed off a broad. You know when the agents went up to him and went, I know, you, I know all those Randy Orton's watched you didn't like, but it's about to get a lot worse because you're going to get thrown a bit by Braun Strowman. Do you think maybe they'll do what they did at Survivor Series? When what James Ellsworth grabbed Strowman's leg to get him counted out? Like oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> maybe, is, has Samir been clear, clear to return yet? Because he's been no, out for, well, for a while. I, I hope for his sake, no. <laughs> oh, congratulations, fit and healthy again. Hey, go get thrown by that 300 Ron will just like, gorilla press him from the ring all the way to the announce table and it'll just crack. In the crowd, like, Bam Bam and Spike Dudley back in ECW. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly like that. I'd like to formally make my prediction that we'll have yeah. a new Mr. Money in the bank. Fair Kevin bad. Owens! <laughs> That's what I'm going for. He's cool. so much better than Strowman for a cash-in. Mm-hmm. Strowman yeah. doesn't need a cash-in. He has the, yeah. the best cash-in option. Well, Strowman should not have the briefcase purely no because, way. as you said, he doesn't need it. And it looks tiny in his hands. Yeah. That's the whole point. Oh, look, isn't it so small? And like when Big Show would hold a belt, look at the size of the belt next to the Big Show. It's like a toy. <laughs> they gave him big belts as well. Remember Money in the Bank ladder matches? He always had a really, really big ladder. I, I, I love thought that. Like, maybe like ECW type, when you see ECW chance, basically that's when he was at probably one of his fattest. Yeah. The belt looked tiny next to him. And see, in 2010 is when we introduced that big gold ladder where it could only support Big Show's weight. Mm-hmm. They brought it out again in 2012. And Stephen literally just said that. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> the point I'm making is, is like it, when they brought it out in 2012, it's like the commentators were commentating like they've never seen it before, and I'm yeah. thinking that's continuity for you right there. Maybe Great Khalil. Honestly, Reddy Young needs to be oh, featured on commentary Jink. more often. Jink, Great Khalil. Great Khalil comes out. Jink, Great Khalil. He's got to think he's won money in the bank. Like, yeah, he'll, 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 <laughs> yeah, he'll hold he'll up. He'll just, just take it, hold he'll it, hold it, it upside down. The press and that's it. He'll, he'll hold it, it upside page. down like he did the world title when he won it. <laughs> Right, so just to wrap this one up, just get everybody's predictions. Who's winning? Stephen? KO by DQ. Scott? Same. James? Kevin Owens by DQ. Kevin Dave. Owens by Countout. Uh, oh, Mr. Different. <laughs> and Quacky? I'll just go straight up KO. Pinfall? I, I don't know straight pop, up. Pop, Actually, I'll pop, 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 pop. I, I wish to be specific. I'm going to change it. Kevin Owens to win by pinfall. Fair enough. Ooh. I'll go Kevin Owens by shenanigans. <laughs> Hornswoggle appears. Oh, Jesus Christ. Shillelagh Folks, after that discussion, can we all relax and just say, Stupid idiot. Stupid idiot. Could we say plenty and move on? <laughs> so, last match we're going to talk about in depth. in depth discussion Ronda Rousey get eventually getting her hands on Alexa Bliss. She can 
get her, she's so small. <laughs> this. this, I think, is going to be good. As much as our good friend Strack hates Ronda Rousey with an unnatural passion, we don't know what <laughs> that is, Strack. That. See, the fact that you've, you've probably listened, the fact you've mentioned her right now, he's smashing yeah. up his living room right now. <laughs> it's because he wants the beer. <laughs> Strack doesn't give a damn about his reputation. Boom! There you go, puns. There we go. Smashing <laughs> <laughs> his room. That should be me for that women's opportunity. <laughs> Historic it'd be. Jeez. No, um, I love this match. So I, I hope this is a squash match. Yeah, yeah. it can't go longer than five minutes. <clears throat> no, this is your favorite. I don't like squash matches and big pay per views. Well, see, it's just the given the length of pay per view and how many matches are on. Mm-hmm. I think this is one that could get cut down. Yeah, they have to learn from the Naya Alexa thing. Cause yeah. That went on far too long. That went on too long, but I don't think it should be a quick squash. I think they're just well, maybe not a, a really quick squash, but it'd just be like a couple, like maybe Undertaker yeah. Cena squash level. Guys, I'm not really a big fashion icon as clearly seen here but what was Alicia Fox wearing on her head? Mitch the plant <laughs> that's exactly what it was and she had the the jacket the captain's jacket as well it's, yeah. just, it's just like are you just stealing parts of people's gimmicks it's probably Kyrie Sane's jacket I like she didn't come out dressed as a fox oh, as well no. oh. oh my god that would be horrendous don't give her so, ideas somewhere somewhere a man's ears have picked up did someone say someone about a fox yeah, you've got to go after the funny audience now basically, yeah basically she's just wearing Mitch the plant on her head and yeah. you get it it's a pun damn it <laughs> I don't Alicia know. Fox see oh my god I was wondering how long it takes this, to do that <laughs> see this match right Alexa Bliss personally uh, she's getting triple H levels of belt hogging to be honest <laughs> yeah she really is and she'll need a sledgehammer to win this match or a cattle prod basically it'll be some anything something. anything that would kill a gold belt yeah you know like like anything that's like I don't know there's no way she should ever win this or win it clean in my opinion I, I really think Ronda's proven herself to be good enough to hold the belt mm-hmm. put it on her give it it Ron- Ronda won simply I think because Evolution's coming up and I think they want Ronda a, a main event evolution in a title match. Sure, that'll be against. Alexa Bliss. No idea. It'll be no. Uh, I think that's why maybe why we might see Carmella lose the belt in the other match because yeah. obviously the big pay per view is coming up and they want. Maybe even that's why Charlotte's in it. I don't maybe know. I'm I'm not. I'm trying not to talk myself out of Becky. I, 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 I they need two solid women's champions going into evolution. Yeah. I think Charlotte and yeah. Ronda would be the best options. I I thought you were going to head to a champions v champion conclusion there, but I doubt they do that considering no. they were series as the next. If, it was, one. if Charlotte and Ronda hold the belts, then that's a thing as well because that's a WrestleMania match <laughs> and that they've talked about I've since actually, Ronda came in. Yeah, I've actually just thought about something. They're talking about evolution. Because Charlotte Rousey is the mania match they want. Mm. I can see Charlotte winning and then Becky Costner it to Asuka and Asuka versus Rousey, champion v champion, will be the Survivor Series match. Mm. But uh, I do like, I do, I've heard like, what other things they want to do for Evolution, they kind of talk about that for a minute. They want an NXT Women's title match, so I can see like Ronda backstage in the locker room with the belt getting interviewed and then Shayna Baszler just walks in after her match. And they kind of tease that for when she now never fully gets called up. Oh, Strack loves her as well. Yeah, he had lots of words to say. <laughs> on our NXT preview podcast, which you can listen to on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all good Android no. podcasting sites. But just search Suplex Retweet. Now the thing about Ronda is, as you've said, Ross, she's been very impressive mm-hmm. since she's came up. I mean, we talked about her on the WrestleMania preview when we talked about Ronda. Not a great, not great expectations for her, but she's. Proved that she can go. The speed is unreal. She's match of the night. She's fighting quicker. You've already said match of the night. No, that was match of the night. I thought you meant not the same. Uh, <laughs> WrestleMania. Beat. It was match of the night. WrestleMania. That 
or the Charlotte Aska match, as much critical as I was of Charlotte alone. Mm. Was kind of a, oh, I hate to say it, it was kind of a poor mania. Wasn't no, I think it started off well. It was just let down by a poor main event. It yeah, was a no, night actually, of ups and downs. Yeah, you're right. I was watching it and I was like, "This is amazing." I was like, "This is great. This is amazing." I was like, "Best media ever." And then I was like, "Wait, stop. No, stop. What are you doing? Oh no! Yeah, it's, you've wet the bed." It's, oh. it's, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, James! It is kind of one of the ones where, like, much like Survivor Series last year, the entire show was great, mm-hmm. and then the second half of the main event just kind of put people off. But it's it's what you see last. Yeah. It's how a movie. It's not how a movie starts and ends in the middle. It's how a movie ends that you remember mm-hmm. it. So where's this going on the card then? This will be one of the main events because it's on the poster. This and the Roman matches are the only two matches on the poster. She, she is such a big draw. It's hard not to see it going in a prominent spot. I think it'll go second last. It'll be before the main event. I yeah, like- Rousey has star power that not really anyone else brings up. Eh, kind of. I would say the most important thing about this is about SummerSlam in general. Hey, it's Raw on the poster again. This yeah. makes SmackDown having the more interesting matches as well, usually. But now they've got Seth and mm-hmm. Ambrose, maybe not. That's going. Uh, I don't know what you guys thought about the match with Alicia Fox, but isn't it not weird that Ronda has better matches with Nia, who's still kind of an experience, and Stephanie, who's only a part timer, I suppose. But she can have a good match with. Alicia Fox, who's been there 10 bloody years. It's because Alicia Fox is worse than both of those people. Yeah. Alicia, Alicia Fox was probably one of, not one of the best options yeah, for I, it. I think it would have been Mickey. I think Mickey did get Mickey. injured, didn't you? Mickey, because on the, yeah, the Raw just there, it was Ember who was with Ronda, obviously because of what happened with the, the Nighthards. And um, you said Mickey's injury was why Alicia Fox was there. But if you talk about the other half of me, when we talked about Alexa Bliss, I mean, there's a lot of people saying that they're tired of Alexa Bliss on Raw. Yep. I, do I, not like her. I do agree with what James said. Triple H levels a belt hogging. But we talked about Alicia Fox, Mickey, Natalia, and Ember being like in the corners. There is someone else who could interfere. The bat that flew in the arena. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what was this? I didn't see this. Have you not oh, seen this? There's, there's oh, always a ringside when Ronda was in the. Um... Oh, the um, Ember's Corner. Yeah, a bat flew into the arena and all you see, the catch uh, Rousey on camera going, oh my God, it's a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was maybe Stephanie sneaking to the arena and recognising her. The baddest woman on the planet scales by the bat. Well, I would be scared it, if a bat flew. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Maybe maybe who's afraid of the big bat Maybe bat. that makes her the battest woman on the oh, planet. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, James, come on. Yeah. I'm the one well, you love it, you love it. I'm going batshit. Like, you, like, like, like I said, uh, Stephanie's the most purest form of evil, and the purest form of evil can take many shapes. Yes. And she clearly turned into a bat that night. So Get back at her from here. This is from my arm at WrestleMania. She's a vampire, she just sucks the life out of every member on the roster. Much like these puns are sucking the life out of me. Could we move on back to the wrestling? Uh, Rousey, I think we all said, is a massive draw. I think the fact that she takes this seriously as well. She takes this as seriously as she takes her UFC career. She is a fan. I think that's why people are so happy to accept her. I I think a, a big criticism from a lot of fans about certain WWE bookings is not striking when the iron's hot with certain wrestlers. If Rousey came in and is super popular and is well known and has got the casual fan coming in and has ingrated herself into a large section of the uh, the mainstream audience, uh, sorry, the diehard audience, why not put the title on? 
I, I don't see a, a problem with it. I've got no problem with her in the belt. Absolutely, no, yeah, no, I agree, yeah. I think it's her time. I think some people will be a bit annoyed that she also a part-timer gets the belt just as well. Lesnar's going out, but I think she'll be a lot better than what Lesnar. Because even though she's she, 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 she actually passionate about yeah, yeah, being in the yeah, ring, she's, she's there all the time. Scott, sorry, but, you but, kept getting interrupted. I was just saying, I was, I've interrupted before I finished my point, but I think she'll still be around, she, around uh, often enough that she's more... She's wearing more than Lesnar's, but not too often that people get too bored of her too quickly and she's not there and they don't devalue her because they don't want her to be a part-time attraction. But I think they'll handle her better than they did Barack. I see the thing is though, I can see her like, she has sort of like uh, a 2001 to 2004 rock where she will still do house shows, she will still do matches on Raw, she will still do undercard feuds and put new people over. It is just a case of, she does have a movie career, she is a big star. You don't turn around and tell a star like that, by the way, we want you every week, because then that star goes, well, actually, no, I don't need to be here at all. So you can either get me <laughs> yeah. when I say I'm coming in, and I will work with you and I will give you professionalism like Ronda Rousey has. R- Ronda Rousey could have thrown a straw up and said, no, actually, Alexa Bliss isn't cashing in on me. Alexa Bliss isn't ruining my big moment. But she's done it to further the storyline. I think as a fan, she's above doing that sort of thing. Yeah. One of the things I always found most interesting was uh, you hear it a lot from people who run wrestlers and stuff and one of the best of advice you always get is don't be a fan but once you've got the in like she did to start training and you're wanted I think that only works to your advantage because they don't just view you as someone who's going to come in it's like oh you're the UFC hotshot you're going to come in you know sort of like spray all over the place and then walk off with more money right I think it's better that she's a fan because she actually wants to see it succeed and if that means she has to get knocked upside the head with a, a briefcase then so be it Definitely. No, no i agree um i think she's really good at separating being a professional in the ring from being a fan but i think the advantage she also has is because she is a fan she ha- she i think she gets to think like a fan as well so she gets to see the bigger picture in terms of storylines and bookings but at the same time she can be extremely professional in the ring her ring work is a little rough around the edges but it's getting there I think she's the ideal candidate for being a Raw Women's Champion. She's invested in the product, she's passionate about it, and she can see the bigger picture when it comes to bookings and stuff. So I don't see why she shouldn't win the championship at SummerSlam. And the fact that she does matches not every week, but maybe house shows and on pay-per-views, I think that's the best way she's, she's to be booked because she has this big star. Fair enough. Right, so just get everyone's predictions. Who do we see leaving SummerSlam with the Raw Women's title? Stephen? Uh, Ronda. Scott? Ronda in decisive fashion. <laughs> James. Rowdy, Ronda Rosie. Dave. Ronda in convincing fashion. Quacko. Alexa Bliss. Oh. What? Oh. Just contrarian. Fair all. enough. Are you going with that predict the opposite from Nathan approach again? No. <laughs> <laughs> because I haven't got Nathan's predictions yet. <laughs> see, I'll quickly say I, it was quite funny, but then I remembered when I got to the studio if I book exactly exact opposite to Nathan then I'll still end up with the same points as him because I'll just cancel each other out <laughs> <laughs> it's genius it was a big fail on that part <laughs> right so I'm going to go Rousey we have 5-1 to one for Rousey I think mm-hmm. the betting odds will be even less than that I think it'll be 118 or something like that so we're going to just quick predictions for the rest of the card just small small precise comments we're not going into any, uh, any detail we'll start with the kick off show uh, the Rusevs versus the Almasses. It's the Zelina Bates. 
Rusev and Lana versus Andrade, Cian Almas and Zelina Vega. So we'll just go around the panel. Who do we think? We'll start with, so each one will start with Stephen Scott, James, Dave, Kwaku, just to go right around the panel. So who have we got winning this? Uh, Almas and Zelina Vega. Scott? Oh, Almas and Vega. Andrade, Cian Almas. Uh, Almas and Vega. Yeah. Dear family Almas. <laughs> yeah, it's like can't. family fortunes. <laughs> Austin Aries may not be happy about them. No, they're not together anymore. Are they not? No. Not for ages? Really? They've been broken up for a long time. Somebody put that on Twitter. Is there not a bigger upgrade than going from uh, Austin Aries to Andrade C and Almas? That's the most shocked I've been since I saw earlier on that two people from The Apprentice are having a baby. You've been going out with uh, Almas for a while. Wait, who's that? I'll tell you later. Can we not talk about the apprentice? <laughs> Moving swiftly on to the B team versus the revival. <laughs> what the hell? So is this? the B team, another fluky win thanks to the revival's hard work on Raw. I thought the B team was a funny joke at the start. I'm ready for it to be done. It's like Heath Slater Rhino ran its course. I want the revival's champions, Stephen. B team because I think they're going to be carrying further to the offers of pain. Scott, I think the only reason the B team wins because the. Rumours of Matt Hardy retiring, so they wanted to get the belts off him. But I will say yeah to a revival win. Fair enough. Uh, James? Uh, the B team. Dave? The B team joke has run its course. I want the revival to win. And Quacker? B team, probably. Uh, but I hate their new theme. Oh, B team! B team! And the last Battle song, Scars was so uh, was much better. Battle Scars was a tune, but it didn't fit them. It should have just been them singing into microphones as terribly yeah. as they could. We like saying we are the champions or something like that. <laughs> We're undefeated. We're oh, a two-man band. <laughs> them humming the actual A-team theme. Oh. Yeah. Uh, them so, singing the Spirit Squad theme. Because like, like, they were good when they were singing the Christmas carols in the Christmas episode of Raw. Dave is in action on the pre-show. Yay! <laughs> it's coming home! <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. You don't, get a, you don't get an opinion for the rest of the show for that. Sit in the corner. Uh, Drew Gulag is fighting Cedric Alexander for the Cruiserweight Championship. I haven't really been keeping up with 205 Live. Is Cedric as boring a champion as he was before? Or is no. he... He's putting on good matches. He's yeah. putting on good matches, but I don't think he has the charisma of a champion. Fair I think enough. that's been... You might say that. Down. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, don't get me wrong. He's extremely talented in the ring. I think his championship reign has just sort of ran its course a bit. I think it needs to be shaken up a bit. Fair enough. Uh, right, so who have we got for this, Stephen? Uh, Cedric, because I forgot about the thing about Dave being Gulak. <laughs> <laughs> so I said Cedric. I've drew Gulak for a better two or five lives. Yes, Scott! <laughs> Dave. Gulak, of course. James. Cedric Alexander. Quacker. Gulak. Gulak. Oh. I know that hurts you because you are a big Cedric fan. Yes, I am. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, no speak of the English, against <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Just because he did it doesn't mean you can. That was actually a, a quote I was watching yeah, Simpsons last quote. night. It's a guy with a tan delivers Mr. Burns' pizza, speaks perfectly English, and he just goes like, oh sorry, no speak a Mexican, and just leaves. No, it's not Chinese. Oh, Chinese, no, it's a Chinese guy, but he speaks perfect English. Anyway, I've dug myself further into this hole. Yes. <laughs> uh, Nakamura, who can speak perfect English, versus Jeff Hardy, who... Like is speaking paint. absolute pish at the minute <laughs> uh, for the United States title. Uh, Stephen? Uh, Nakamura. The yes. artist known as Nakamura. Dave? Nakamura. Quacker? Nakamura. I think it's a clean sweep. Was there no rumours that Hardy had a back injury? He's, yeah. Yeah. he's on not a leg injury. He's on the outs. Yeah. That. Not career-wise, he's just going out for a week. I think yeah. Jeff, he's going a feud with Orton after this. See, there's... Certain things about Orton going about at the minute, we'll not talk about it, but mm. he might not be in WWE for a wee bit. Uh, Bludgeon Brothers, good god, they are boring. Hey, Again, no, hang on. They I are like boring. Them. No, lads, I'm sorry. The Bar, The New Day, 
the club and the rest of the people on Smackdown sanity. are so much better. Sat, 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 put, sat, sat, let's not yes. talk about sanity, it just makes me sad now the way they've been booked. Kelly and Dane's new leotard, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not seeing this. <laughs> but uh, Bludgeon Brothers down. versus The New Day, we talked uh, last week on our SummerSlam rebook show about how in 2016 The New Day were getting stale. I'm praying for a New Day win here. We talked about it for a better 205 Live, no, just for a better quality of tag champ. Stephen? I hate the Bludgeons, are still going to win this though. It's hot, as much as it hurts. It's going to be a murder in Brooklyn because the Bludgeon Brothers are winning. The New Dudes. Day! Dave? Uh, bludgeons, I think. Quacker? Pains me to say, but Bludgeons, I think, are going to take it. I know I'm never going to win any of these sweeps, and if I ever win, I get accused of cheating, so I'm just going with my heart here. I am going with the New Day. Bring it home, lads. Bring it home. Could go either way, to be honest, but I think Bludgeons are going to be the favourite to assert dominance. They're, uh, they're going up, up. Bludgeon Brothers going down, down. And the constable, Baron Corbin, wrestling in his suit and tie, <laughs> like a dad at a wedding when he meets your mom's new boyfriend. Or his TGI Friday's vest, as Balor called it. Balor called it. Against Finn Balor, because twice this match wasn't enough. Stevie? I never thought I'd say I'd didn't really want to see a Balor match, but my god, this is awful. Balor to win it though. Scotty? For all that is good, please let it be Balor. James? Yeah, come back to me. <laughs> Dave? There's two other people, we're just saying names. Like, it needs to be done. Balor. He Quack needs it. the most. I want Balor to win, but I think Corbin's going to take it this time. I can see Balor winning it. In like, fact, no, I, I'm going to go Corbin because unfortunately I don't see an end to this feud. The only thing good about Baron Corbin is his entrance theme. He's got yeah. one of the best entrance teams in the right now. Yeah, same as Quacko. I'd like Finn to win, I see Corbin hit in the end of days. I thought you said same as Quacko's and Quacko's got a good entrance and like, I didn't see that. <laughs> Quacko's entrance He comes in because somebody called my mum, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I've got a amazing wrestler move named after me, so yeah, exactly. there you go. The ESSR theme song is the slosh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that video online later. You can laugh at how white we all are. <laughs> Excuse me? Sorry, Quacko was the only man with soul there. Soul dance moves. Ross, okay. oh. I don't want to exclude you in the Ross, first place. Just stop talking. Producers puts the guillotine down. I know. Ross. And, Ross. That, and that hole's just getting deeper. Yep. Ross. And stop Ross will talking. not be on the show next week due to unspecified reasons. <laughs> You'll be on the six o'clock. Well, the ten o'clock. Yes, I will be on the ten o'clock. I will be on the one a.m. show. <laughs> traffic. There is no traffic. It's one a.m. <laughs> so that is going to do it for our SummerSlam uh, preview show. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, all good Android podcasting sites like Anchor as well. Whilst you're at it, leave a review. Give us five stars. If it's not five stars, go away. What's the point in giving four stars? If you got to get four stars, get five stars. If you don't like Dave, we'll get rid of him. If you don't like Scott, I'll not bring him next week. You know what I mean? We're open to suggestions, lads. I need a reason to get rid of Scott. He keeps following me. I'll always be here. <laughs> always watching. And I will be here to make ESSR great again. Good God. Not with that tie. Yeah, I was about to say, let's not talk about uh, make something great again. Let's not just give that man the time of day. Also, while you're at it, join us in the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. That's at Suplex Retweet. Let us know your predictions. We're going to be live tweeting the shows. Tweet along. Sarah, me and Dave are tweeting Summer, uh, Takeover. Takeover Brooklyn Forward, yeah. Yep. Scott and me will be tweeting SummerSlam. We'll try to convince Nathan to tweet some of it. Get matches wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and follow us on Facebook. We are... Uh, eat, sleep, suplex, retweet on Facebook. So all it means is to thank the panel, Stephen. We should add up in Nathan that he's currently winning the ESSR fantasy football in the yes. shock of the no year. No way. Yes, he, he's going to be like Leicester, where for the entire year we're like, he's going to lose it, he's going to lose it, he'll get to like March. 
he might fucking win this. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you. No worries, Scotty. I'm here as always. I know that. Uh, James. Thank you very much. Dave. Always here for a better ESSR. Oh. Thank you. I'm still waiting on that. <laughs> and rolling his eyes as far back as he can, looking like the Undertaker at that comment. It's Quacker. Thanks for EP. Thank you, thank you. I've been Ross. Join us next week for our Family Feud show, hosted by Dave. Yes, we're, we're letting him host again. We don't know why. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Hey, this is professional wrestler Cole Cabana, and I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling. And now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've slept, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show.